Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of 321Go Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scanlon. So, this is kind of a new idea that I have been working on for quite some time now. The idea for this series of podcasts that I'm going to release it uh, mainly came from Tim Ferriss' most recent book, Tribe of Mentors, where he asked the same questions of a lot of different thought leaders in different spaces, you know, in you know, business, philosophy, uh, you know, fitness, whatever the case may be, and asked the same question of all these people and, uh, you know, published all of their answers. And I started, and then I've recently been listening to podcasts. I find myself downloading and listening to these sort of rapid fire question podcasts where users will send in something on Twitter and the host will just kind of answer these things rapid fire. And I don't know why. I've just always enjoyed the idea of a call-in radio show. I guess that's kind of the stuff that I grew up on. It's a thing that drew me into podcasting. I, I love just listening to people's answers to different questions. So then I realized that we have a ton of content at 321Go. And we have probably for every bit of content that we have released, there's an equal amount of content that has gone unreleased and unproduced. And I started you know, cleaning out my MacBook and looking through all of these different podcast files. And I realized that I had all of these questions that were asked, like sort of off-air questions or questions that didn't make the podcast or questions that were asked in a live Facebook uh, feed or something like that or something, these questions from our summit. We, we basically had all of these frequently asked questions from all over the place and we've never produced them anywhere. And one of the things that we've been focused on in our hub platform is aggregating and organizing information. I think that that is incredibly important because as you'll see, as I you know, slowly drip and publish this series, you'll see that a lot of the questions continually come up and everybody sort of answers questions in the same way. So the fact that these sort of best practices are self-evident, I don't know if self-evident is the right word necessarily, but prevalent, pervasive, you know, the fact that these best practices are so pervasive uh, from all of these different thought leaders, I found it important that we publish these things and we talk about them. And so that's where the idea for the FAQ project came from. A second thing that I've really noticed in, I would say in the last year, is there's a disconnect between what people know they need to do and actually taking that first step and doing it. This is a theme that I first explored in my gym, and it's a question I really began to ask myself. 
Are people not working out and not eating well because they don't know they need to? Is it because they don't know what it means to work out or how to work out? Or they can't distinguish the difference between celery and Cheetos? Is the reason that the healthcare metrics in our country continually get worse and worse, is that because of lack of information? Or is there something else at play? And then I started to realize this when I would do business coaching with gym owners. Most gym owners would, you know, they'll listen to a presentation from a quote-unquote celebrity in our space. And then I would do business coaching with them. And they're like, hey, I got all of this information from this seminar that I watched online from fill-in-the-blank. Now how do I do all of the things? And I realized that most people have all of the information that you need. You can really find all of the, the, the content that you would need to have an amazing business or, you know, like in today's episode, to have an awesome marketing strategy for the entire year. All of that content exists at your fingertips. So there seems to be this gap between our knowledge and our actions. So my goal with the FAQ project is to begin to close that gap between knowledge and action. So how it's going to go is we're going to hear these thought leaders answer these frequently asked questions. These are the questions that are asked in every Facebook group uh, related to gym ownership or business ownership in general. So we're going to hear these thought leaders' answers. And we're going to break down the game film, so to speak. And we're going to look at, all right, I get it. I have heard the answer to this question 10 million times. But now what do I do? What's my next step? Right? Because at the end of the day, that's what entrepreneurship is. You gather information, and then you go back, and you're only accountable to yourself. But you're staring at a blank page. You know you need to create staff evaluations, but you're looking at a blank page. Where do I start? So then you go back to the internet. Hey, does anybody have a template for this? Right? But what if we just created the habits early on that led us to be able to execute on knowledge? And that's really what I'm interested in. Really, as you listen to these uh, FAQ Project podcasts, I want you to just take an action, one action item, and then allocate 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, just to work on a high-level action item. Because you know what you need to do. You don't need any more information. There's, uh, you know, hundreds of podcasts out there. There's hundreds of blog posts. There's a million templates. There's a million different opinions for a million different questions all over the internet. But what are you going to do? How are we going to bridge that gap between knowledge and action? That's what the FAQ Project is all about, and that's why I'm so fired up about this. Today's FAQ Project is all about marketing. All about marketing. So we're going to hear from uh, some thought leaders how they approach marketing. We're going to have some action items. We're going to break down the game film, 
go through each of these answers. And really what I want you to do, I'm actually going to shorten up these podcasts, be a little bit shorter than usual, because I want you to build in a little bit of time to turn around and do something. Turn around and execute. So without further ado, let's get to uh, the first FAQ project on marketing. A quick shout out to today's uh, partners for the podcast. I'd like to thank InBody USA for uh, their support of the 321 Go uh, podcast. They are offering a special for our listeners for all of February. They are going to provide a second year warranty and a BSM 170 standiometer. That's worth $1,000 at no additional charge uh, for every 570 unit that is shipped in February. There's going to be a second-year warranty with 50% off the standiometer for the 270, again, all through February. Uh, they also have some additional benefits to our listeners. They've got a 24-month zero-interest purchase plan. Check it out. There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in uh, getting on board with InBody USA. Again, InBody USA is uh, bioelectrical impedance, body composition scanner. Uh, use it to launch corporate wellness programs. We've seen people use it to launch their nutrition programs uh, as a revenue source, as a value add, as a coupon, whatever the case may be. A uh, million different ways to use it. If you have any questions on how I use it, Matt at 321goproject.com. Otherwise, check out the link in the show notes if you want more information on that. Again, I'm going to be referencing a lot of things in the FAQ project related to executing on certain aspects of your business, all of the templates, all of the courses, anything you need to dive deeper can be found in the hub. It's $69 a month. Quit kidding yourself. $69 a month. It's nothing. Uh, the But the resources in there are vast, and the Think Tank is a forum. Get all your questions asked, monitored by a ton of successful gym owners, uh, but just an overall super supportive community. Again, 321 Pro... Go, uh, 321goproject.com slash hub. All of that is in there. Now, let's get on to the FAQ project. So kicking this thing off, we're going to hear from Mr. Ben Bergeron talking about customer service, trust, and relationships. Lee is saying, hey, Ben, thank you for all you do. You've had such a huge impact on my life and awesome. business. I'm super grateful. When you said you're no longer in the customer service business, what did you mean? Um, I don't think I said that I'm no longer in the customer service business. Mm -hmm. I, um, and if I did, that might be, um, misspoken or, uh, misinterpreted. I, I believe that we're no longer in the, the fitness business. Um, I believe that our roles and jobs as affiliate owners is to build relationships and build relationships first. And if we do that, the other stuff takes care of itself. We already have the best fitness program that's ever been in existence. It creates the best results. There's nothing even a close second. So all we have to do is build trust, um, build the relationships. And if they trust us, then they'll do what we ask. If they do what we ask, the results come. Hmm. All right. So you just heard from Ben Bergeron. The reason I led off with this in a marketing episode <laughs> of the FAQ project is this. If you do not have trust and relationship with your clients, Whatever marketing you put out into the world will not come back. It will not be 
evident once somebody steps foot in your gym, you could have the best Facebook campaign in the world, the best drip email marketing ever. Your Instagram presence could be on point. But if somebody steps foot in the gym and there is no relationship there, there is no trust that's been built up uh, right there in your gym, then it all falls flat on its face. That needs to be the basis of everything that you do. When I teach marketing, I teach marketing like a pyramid. The base of that pyramid is your existing clients, is taking care of them, providing services to those who have already put your, their trust into you. And then, as you work your way up that pyramid, now you're marketing to the outside world. When people see marketing, they want to know, oh, what is the next challenge I can do? What is the five emails that will get more people in the door? What is the perfect Facebook ad copy? I mean, really, at the end of the day, there's nothing better than a positive review from somebody else. And those are your existing clients. They are the basis around which everything else is built. Now, we've got that out of the way. That is the base of your pyramid. Let's move on up and talk about other aspects of marketing. All right, so next up, we have Mr. Jason Kalipa talking about competitive advantage. So you talk about winning and kind of rising the tide of your gym. Like, so what are you doing to win in your business? Like, what does that look like in your local community? For me, mm-hmm. for us, I mean, well, the, the question becomes, how do you win? So like for us, our competitive advantage is we have many locations. We have many coaches. We have a back end, uh, you know, here at one of our offices right now, um, a whole crew, uh, we have a whole back end department to help with branding, marketing. That's the way we win, right? The way we win is by scale and by developing our coach development platform that will hopefully put the best people on the floor that we can. Mm -hmm. And so when I sit there, I say to myself, the way we win is that, you know, I believe I became a subject material expert in this. Mm -hmm. And then we try and disseminate that information and we hire people that are really good. And so that's the way we're saying we try and win and specifically in the Bay area. And I think each gym needs to be able to ask themselves that same question. Like how do they win? What is their competitive advantage? How do they compete against the guy down the street? And as long as they have that, then more power to you. You know, it could be, Oh, I have endless amounts of money. That's fine. But I think really what it comes down to is an expertise and a desire to impact people's lives. Awesome. So what was it last time you thought about your competitive advantage? That one thing that you can do better than the next person down the road. And this is the basis of your marketing plan. So asking yourself, just like Jason said here, it is, uh, what are you doing? How are you winning? How can you provide a service better than the next person? And while on one hand, it is important, I think, that we look to other businesses and other gyms to sort of provide an example as to what is possible. But at the same time, by replicating what other people do, are we actually finding our true competitive advantage? That, That one thing that we are able to do better than the next person or the next gym so i get it like in the example of hey i'm gonna add a yoga class can you do yoga better than the next person down the road who that's all that they do is yoga 
or maybe you look to a gym, you know, like maybe you're you have a business coach or mentor that has a gym and the context around how you build your gym is uh, replicating what they do. Well, maybe they have a different competitive advantage than you. And maybe you need to just kind of sit back and take a moment and understand what it is you do better than anybody else. And here's a good example of this. I think oftentimes maybe a, a CrossFit affiliate, for example, will try to soften their training a little bit to attract people that may be afraid of doing CrossFit style training. So oftentimes it this involves removing a barbell from a class to make sure that you know other people feel comfortable. Now, that is super successful for a lot of people. But you may try to replicate that in a market that maybe isn't receptive to that style of training. Maybe you need to go in the opposite direction and embrace the barbell and embrace it as something different and unique. Now, that is something, you know, when you talk about uh, CrossFit affiliates especially, introducing people to, like, safe, effective barbell training, in my opinion, is a very, very, very strategic advantage because nobody's doing it. When you begin to tell your story to the outside world, you need to very quickly say, how are you different? What makes you different? And if you can say, hey, we actually teach people how to use this super effective strength and conditioning tool. Nobody else in this city is teaching people how to do this thing safely and effectively. We're over here doing it. To me, that's really compelling. And to me, that's something I'll pay attention to. That may not work for you. That may not be your competitive advantage. Maybe your competitive advantage is being really awesome at kettlebells and doing cool, fun kettlebell stuff. Awesome. Lead with that. But really settle in and figure out what is your passion, what is your competitive advantage, and how can you tell that story in like a quick 10 seconds? So that's going to be the basis around which we begin to build up a marketing strategy. Now, the strategy is a really, really important piece. So before we get into any sort of, hey, here are best practices for social media, here's what we think about email marketing or whatever, you got to have a strategy first. So uh, our next person that we're going to uh, hear from is Sarah Ney from Duct Tape Marketing. Uh, Duct Tape Marketing is by far uh, the world's thought leader on small business marketing. Sarah is a good friend, uh, former athlete at our gym. She is their VP of operations. She understands CrossFit. She understands gyms. And she certainly understands marketing. So let's hear from Sarah on what it looks like to build up a marketing strategy. So one thing duct tape marketing is famous for is connecting different marketing solutions into one massive campaign plan. How important is it to have a plan before spending money on marketing? <laughs> it's huge. Um, that's where we see a lot of businesses struggle is they're be online and they hear they need to be, you know, on Facebook or writing content or doing one or the other different marketing tactics. But until you really take a step back and have a plan in place and really know, you know, who your ideal client base that you're speaking to is, what your core message is that sets you apart from others. And then also the hourglass uh, concept mm -hmm. that I talked about in the presentation. 
Um, so having all of that play, stuff in place um, makes the tactics make a lot more sense. And so all of a sudden you're working towards a bigger goal versus just kind of playing the guessing game and hoping a few things stick. So it's absolutely key. And, and where people end up wasting money and time and effort and energy is when they don't have that plan in all right, so now that you have your competitive advantage, start to begin to develop your brand story. So let's think about creating a plan. It, we know it's important. It, you know, if you just kind of go onto Facebook and try to build an ad and you try to, hey, get started today or free classes Saturday, whatever the case may be. Those are generally not effective campaigns. They need to be a part of a broader plan. And that plan needs to be a part of a larger story. So you have your competitive advantage. And now we want to begin to connect the dots between your competitive advantage and sort of your brand story, so to speak. So what are the ways that we can do this? Um, you know, the first thing I think of is what are the common things that people are always asking as it relates to strength and conditioning, right? This could be, hey, how do I get a six, how do I get six pack abs? Uh, you know, what is the best core exercise to do? You know, how do you lose 30 pounds in 30 days or, or best uh, food to eat for weight loss? Oftentimes, those of us that have full-time careers in strength and conditioning tend to forget that the questions people are asking in our communities are pretty elementary, right? There, I think there's still people, there's still a ton of sort of pseudoscience or bro science out there, you know? I mean, there's people still doing a million crunches a day thinking that's the, the, the key to a six-pack, right? So the first thing you want to do is understand your strategic advantage. Maybe that's coaching or maybe that's um, you know good movement or maybe that's nutrition, whatever that may be. And then begin to, to find out, all right, what are the questions people are asking? There are a couple great tools that you can use for this. Um, the, there's a keyword planner, uh, Google. Uh, Google AdWords has a keyword planner. And you can actually narrow that thing down and figure out, okay, in my city, what are the things people are Googling as it relates to health or fitness or exercise or workouts? And you can just see a big old list of like, hey, a thousand people Googled how to get a six pack during this month or whatever. Um, so again, use that keyword planner. Uh, those of you that are hub subscribers, there is instructions on how to use this keyword planner in the SEO course, the search engine optimization course. So then feel, then look at, okay, well, what are people asking? Now you're beginning to develop this content strategy. Uh, additionally, if you're a Hub subscriber, we have a template in there that is 60 creative content ideas. It's 60 blog posts. And again, so now what you're going to start doing is create content. And you want to start educating the people around you on, all right, what is it that we do? What is our take on these common questions that are asked? Now we're going to build up some trust with people. You know, they may get interested in what we're doing now that we're building up trust with them. 
So you're writing all of this content. But again, it's part of a broader plan. It's part of a broader strategy that you're going to use to tell your story. So what are the questions people are asking? What's your strategic advantage? And now we're going to ask ourselves, what are your values? What is important to you? At this point, we want potential customers to either be like sort of on the bus or off the bus in a weird way. Um, I find that a lot of brands that, that don't clearly define their values sort of get whitewashed, you know, and brushed off to the side. Uh, I think one of the reasons, for better or worse, that CrossFit had such a, a meteoric rise to popularity is because it, it had a pretty uh, polarizing brand. You know, people vehemently hated it or defended it with, with everything that they had. That's a compelling story. That, that Those are things that people pay attention to, uh, again, for better or worse. So once you've outlined those core values, you want to make it clear, you know, what what are we about in this gym? You know, what is our, you know, if somebody's not a part of your culture, you want it to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And then once you kind of have this idea of what is my culture, what are the questions people are asking, what is our competitive advantage, all right, this content strategy uh, or this marketing strategy will start to build itself up for you. This is the basis around which you write all of your emails. It's around it's the basis around which you, you know, write your blog posts, take your pictures, you know, do your featured athlete of the month stories. It's the way that you aggregate testimonials. It's you know what I mean? You'll you'll get an idea of your identity and that becomes compelling content strategy. We're going to take a minute. We're going to go back to Sarah and kind of start building upon this idea of a sort of cohesive content strategy. Blog content is another example. So people hear they should be writing content on a regular basis. Yeah. And so they'll just push out content with no overall plan. And really one of the most important things with content is understanding, you know, what people are out there searching for on Google, what keywords you should be focusing on and putting it into a content calendar. So therefore, you know, you're writing content that's valuable, but you're also working towards ranking in Google. So you have a plan in place. And so that's another area where people will waste time without getting a lot of return. If, if they don't have, you know, the keywords that they're focusing on the content calendar they're writing towards. All right, so we're going to see a theme here. A strategy, a plan, a content calendar. Uh, so here's what I recommend you do as far as your action items. The idea of your customer persona, your avatars, who are these ideal clients for your gym? What problems do they solve? And what are the questions people are asking? This is the basis around which you're going to begin to create your content calendar and write relevant content to your ideal client. Again, those of you that are Hub subscribers, uh, you can check out there is a client personas worksheet in there. Fill that bad boy out in as much detail as possible and then refer back to your 60 creative content ideas and match up each of those 60 headlines with one of your avatars. And we're going to write it to those people. Then, once you've done that, we're going to go ahead and schedule that bad boy out. Whether that's one blog post a week, a video a week, whatever the case may be, we want to start building this content calendar out. 
You get about three months of this under your belt. You look back and you say, all right, what was the compelling content? What were people paying attention to that I wrote? What videos were really popular? And then you look forward to the next quarter. As you begin to plan, you simply write more stuff that's popular and you record more videos or podcasts, whatever the case may be. Do more of what works. Next, we're going to kind of start to get a little bit tactical talking about marketing. We're going to hear from Josh Sturgeon, co-founder of Ember Tribe, their digital marketing agency. That uh, And thankfully, Josh has really been an amazing resource for us at 321Go Project. Uh, never in a million years would... I don't think there's a single gym in the country that that would be able to um, hire Ember Tribe to to do their marketing just because they work with such large clients um, whose ad spend is is in the tens of thousands of dollars in a monthly basis and but thankfully uh, Clay in his uh, just insane ability to build relationships with people has uh, kind of brought Josh on board to be a resource for search engine optimization and social media marketing. So we're going to head over to a question uh, from Clay to Josh Sturgeon talking about what is one or two things that we can do to begin to think about a social media content strategy. Here's Josh. What's the one piece of advice that you would give to a gym owner regarding social media? I know it's very open-ended, but um. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. So, okay. So social media, let's maybe kind of um, redefine this as uh, being the voice of your brand and, you know, being active on these different channels that allow you to maybe engage with customers. So it could be Facebook, it could be Twitter, uh, it could be whatever channel you decide to be active on Instagram. I think the first thing that you need to figure out <clears throat> is what type of uh, personality does your gym have, right? So it's a branding question. Who do you want people to, uh, what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to remember about you um, besides that you're a gym and that you help people get fit, right? So that's going to be the basis of, I think, anything you do on social, whether it's an ad or whether it's content that you share from somebody else is how does this help me communicate my brand to the people who are tuning in, right? And I think maybe the other thing I would offer is that social media is a really great way for you to be human. Regardless of what your brand voice is like, you don't have to be like Taco Bell. You don't have to be, you know, some really like hip uh, avant-garde type of brand, but it's a great opportunity for you to be human and to let people ask questions. It's great to ask questions on social media and, um, you know, let people respond and start a conversation that way. So those are the two things I think I would leave to that one. Boom. And the whole thing comes full circle. So we hear from Josh gives us an idea of beginning to build up that strategy. What is the one thing to do on social media? You heard from Ben Bergeron, the very first thing. Uh, build trust. Build a relationship. And guess what? Trust and relationship now, whether we like it or not, it's built on the internet first, but it has to be, just like we talked about at the very beginning, you can begin to build trust, begin to build relationship on the internet, but if that's not a part of what you value inside your gym, inside those doors, none of it matters. It won't work, right? So trust and relationship, strategy, 
competitive advantage. Uh, really, this is the basis of marketing. So this kind of wraps up part one of the FAQ project. I want, you to, I want you all to take something home. Take something away. Take away some action items from this episode. These episodes are intentionally short, so you can give them two listens if necessary to kind of go back Pick apart some action items, and that's really, that is really what I want to focus on right now. Uh, as much as I love, like, you know, I've interviewed all of these guys. I've, I've interviewed Ben and Jason, Sarah and Josh. I've interviewed all these guys multiple times, you know, in, the, in this uh, Q&A portion. Clay was interviewing all these guys after a summit, and we hear the answers, right? Like, we, we, we get inspired. We listen to the podcasts. But really, my hope is action. It, it really is. Uh, action drives me. People transforming their business to become the thing that they've always dreamed it could be. Like That is really what I am passionate about. And that's what these podcasts are going to be about. So thank you so much for joining the FAQ Project Part 1 on marketing. Uh, we're going to continue these uh as I begin to aggregate all of this information and find all of the audio from these videos, kind of digging through all of our archives and finding these, uh, these awesome nuggets of information that have never been published. Hopefully what we'll begin to do is create a library, an audio library of all of these frequently asked questions. You guys can reference them as you come back. Uh, but again, please just take a moment and head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a review. Five stars would be preferable. I would really appreciate it. Um, and check out uh, our partners for the show, InBody USA. Their link is in the show notes. Additionally, if you really just if you're tired of staring at a blank page, tired of staring at a blank screen, and you know you begin need to begin to professionalize your business. Uh, the Hub is a great place to start. I, I still remember ta- actually talking with Clay about starting The Hub. You know, one of the objections that we heard from gym owners is that, hey, when things are going good, when money's coming in, I'm not looking out for business help. And that's just the, it, that's just the reality of it. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. When things are awesome, uh, we tend to just hunker down and think, all right, let's, uh, let's make hay while the sun is shining. And so that put us in a really interesting position. How can we provide valuable business help for gyms that need it in that moment? Now, of course we can create a business. I mean, you can create any kind of business, uh, assistance, uh, product and charge $10,000 for it. And it will work. And it will work because you just pre-selected a bunch of people willing to spend $10,000 on business help, right? So it could be nothing, but the fact that you pre-selected all these people that will spend $10,000, they're going to invest the time to make their business work. And and Clay and I thought, that's, that's not the people that come to us. The people that come to us need help now. And you may not feel like, if okay, if I invest money in this thing, I don't even know if this thing's going to turn around. So we really wanted to create something that is super low cost and would provide just quick 
victories in your gym. And that's how the hub was born. Um, so just low-cost business resources. It's courses. It's templates. It's these content ideas. So just in this podcast alone, uh, we've identified uh, four or five things that you can use to actually turn around. And if you execute on it, uh, you will generate significant revenue for your gym. So again, if you want to get involved with that, 321goproject.com slash hub. Share this episode with a friend. Leave us a review and we'll see you next week.